0: Log Talk Radio.
1: to the Truth to Power show and I'm Beverly and we have Eddie Rodriguez with us and we are celebrating Tito Pentaz, the king of Latin jazz and salsa music. We're celebrating his birthday month here and um, how are you doing Eddie Rodriguez and I also want to say we have a guest with us tonight also Frankie Hollywood and uh, how are you doing Eddie Rodriguez?
2: Well, I'm doing fine. That was a great set. Um, you know, we heard early Tito Puente with uh, some great vocalists, an Afro-Cuban uh, singer by the name of Vicentico Valdez, and we heard another uh, composition by Tito uh, uh, that, that included, you know, a lot of the artists of the moment that were big and, and on the scene, especially in New York City, Sally um, Cruz. Pires de Rodriguez, uh, Junior, uh, Junior Gonzalez, I heard Laz Quintana. Um, you know, everybody was very uh, accommodating to Tito, and, and he wanted them to sing with his orchestra. And uh, so we heard some great singers uh, with, with that particular composition then. Um, we heard him again with uh, Vicentico Valdez, Arroyando, There um, he talks about the nineteen forty nine going into nineteen fifty with Jesus Puente. Um, you know, man, fresh and the both rest in peace and then uh we heard uh Shango. Um that was uh inspiration by, by Tito Puente to do uh a, a composition dedicated to what, what the um Afro Cuban or oh, actually the African um, Yoruba tribe uh, they had a, a religion that um, worship of the goddess of, of the ocean, the god, goddess of the rivers, the, the, the god of the, of the you know fire. Uh, they had a lot of you know gods that they they, they would worship, and uh, when they, um, were, they were brought as slaves to places like Africa, from Africa to places like Cuba, and all parts of, even in Brazil, I mean, all parts of the world, they practice the religion today that's still known as Santeria. And um, uh, Tito Puente was a very, very spiritual person. Not only uh, was he a Catholic, but he was also very in tune to the drumming of this Mm -hmm. particular um, um, religion that was reached in Africa. And he was... uh, drawn to and as well as a lot of other big Latin music artists, including Celia Cruz, uh, that that were, in, in touch with uh the the, the people and the ceremonies that um you know were, were were you know done by people that were God's fathers and the ones that had it. The families in you know, different parts of the world, uh, they would put, you know, the ceremonies together, to, to worship, and, and God, and, and most of the, of the drumming was with a, 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 a particular type of two-headed drum called a bata. Bata has a high, you know, there's a, a, like a bass sound, and one is kind of like neutral in the middle, and the other one is, is a, a higher tone. And those, those, uh, I would see these, I would, I would attend a lot of these ceremonies. They're called, they're called Bambes. And I'm sure that the same thing happened to Pedro. that happened to me when I was, it was like very, the music and the drumming was very, very captivated, especially if you're someone that is, uh, interested in, 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 in the, in the drumming and, and the feeling and the yeah. inspiration you get, uh, if you're on you're the same frequency. So, uh, that was something that I think uh, was special about that one. Then the last tune we heard was uh, with Santito's Colón, a recipe. That was one of Tito's uh, favorite singers. and uh, um, you know He had it for many years and created a lot of hits. We're going to hear on the next set of an album that was called Dance Mania. and um, Those are all with uh, Santito's Colón on lead vocals. But there was a particular attraction to the teenagers in the Bronx during that time. We were not into our parents' music, mm-hmm. but he took at that time with the voices he took along and uh, the dancing because we did not call it salsa. We called it Latin dancing, mambo, or cha-chao, or bolero. Bolero was, I call it a, that was that the, those days that was a grind up up. Oh, that uh, was slow uh, dancing. That was a slow dance, but it was done with a lot of, and then cha-cha was known all over the world, mambo was known all over the world. Well, today, you go to a music school, a dance school, and they'll teach you how to dance mambo, cha-cha, but they won't call it that, they'll teach you how to dance salsa and bachata. Before Latin music with merengue, cha-cha, mambo, uh, any other kind of Latin music that was out there at the time, but... Uh, and And tonight is very special um uh, we we have a special guest for your audience tonight um I met frankie hollywood at s o b s in new york uh, a a club that uh used to have performances by people Puente latin jazz ensemble and many many other big name jazz and and latin acts uh, and american artists as well and uh after the set. Um, he still wanted to relax just kind of before I, I took care of, I had to take care of the money situation <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, but I was with Tito and while everybody was breaking everything down, everybody was busy. Uh, and, um, there was a gentleman that was, uh, that, that, that was with Tito and, uh, I think he asked you who, who is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> And Tito Tito said, no, he's with me. He's okay. You know, I was working managing Tito at the time. It was Ralph McAdder was his manager. He was too busy. And then uh, Jack Cook, his manager for many years, had just passed away um, six months before that. And so I came in to Ralph and Tito. Uh, Tito, when he spoke to me about this. He said, uh, Eddie, you know, I'm going to need somebody in the office now. And now that Jack is gone, you know, I said, yeah, I said, yeah that's, that's true. He said, he said, uh, you know, uh, you can do, you can do, you can do it for us. You can do this job for me. And I said, well, Tito, those are some big shoes to fit, you know, I mean, to fit into. I mean, Jack, Cook, years and years of experience. He said, no, you can do it. You can do it. Talk to Ralph. And get it straightened out with him, because he's mm-hmm. too busy with work. You have it; you can do it, and 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 make sure it's okay. And, and that's how it started, you know, my relationship with Tito, working with him every day. And um, I didn't know a lot of his people in New York. I knew Tito since '79, but I was in the West Coast. If you hear any background noise, it's because we're supposed to be live as a public service to talk operating it. Beverly D. in Detroit, and I'm live in Puerto Rico, and let me first welcome our guest, Key Hollywood. Frankie, how are you doing tonight? Okay, Frankie, thanks for
1: joining us, uh, Mr. Hollywood.
3: I just want to say, ma'am, you impressed me with your music while I was waiting, because I usually get bored when I have to hear elevator music, and this is furthest <laughs> thing from elevator music, so I have to commend you for your class and your taste in music, first of all, ma'am. And thank you for having me. And thank you, Eddie, for the invitation. I appreciate it.
2: Well, thank you, Holly, Frankie Hollywood. Frankie is uh, hes called Frankie Hollywood because uh, one of the things that, that happened with him in New York, one of the very many stories he has with, with the experience of Pico Puente, was um, how he got that name and how he met Tito Puente. And he's going to talk to us tonight about that name, Frankie Hollywood. Frankie, how did, how did you meet
3: Tito? Well, I met Tito uh, back in the day. A friend of mine had a club called The Monastery. It was in the disco area. And then he changed it to The Palm Tree. Okay. And this guy's name was Lenny Manjapani. He was like a close personal friend of, James Kahn, the actor that played Sonny in The Godfather, okay? So uh, Tito performed in this club, and the guy that was running the Latin venues was a name, a friend of mine named Al Gonzalez. You know, he was uh, a Latin guy, but he, he had an attitude like an Italian, though, but he was a Latin guy, and he was a very dear friend of mine. And uh, so uh, that's how I met Tito. Uh, I was very young in those days, but... Uh, I was involved in the music uh, since I was a kid. My my first attraction to music was the Motown sound, really. You know, I really loved all the Motown singers, uh, Smokey, The Temptations, uh, uh, Stevie Wonder, Little Anthony and the Imperials. I grew up with that until I heard Joe Cuba. When I heard Joe Cuba's music, I really, I, I didn't know what Latin was. My mother used to play old time uh, every time she would clean on the weekends, uh, she'd put that music up. The whole neighbors would hear the music. <laughs> and she would play old-time uh, Spanish music. Uh, they would call it heave music, like hit music is the expression for that. But uh, when I heard Joe Cuba uh, singing uh, and uh, Chelo Feliciano and Jimmy Stavatea, I really, really got into the Latin thing. That was way before I got to know who Tito Puente was, the first one that didn't the latin music was joe cuban i got to meet him and we became close personal friends and then years down the road my friend had this club and uh that tito performed and that's when i met tito i was young i was like maybe 17 years old wasn't even old enough to go <laughs> to be in a club and have drinks but i was much more older for my age all my friends always had 20 years on me as a kid so uh so And that's when I first met Tito. And the name Hollywood came about when I moved to Hollywood uh, because I had an issue with a big-time drug dealer I didn't like. I was going to hurt this guy. And Tito Puente told me, listen, you want to be an actor, go to Hollywood. (laughs) So I went to Hollywood. I I lived in Hollywood for like four years. And when I came back, uh, for personal reasons, uh, all my friends were, hey, look who's there, Frankie Hollywood. You know, so they... They were hey, we're waiting to see you on the movie screen with you, you know, and that's how the name came about, Frankie Hollywood.
1: <laughs> wow, interesting. But it
3: was but it was, uh, it was yeah. uh, you know, T- Tito Tito Tito, uh, you know, like when I was listening, to, and he was saying I was li- listening to you know, I right away I know his music because you know it's like. A lot of people don't know that Tito is in the Guinness Book of Records for most most recorded recordings by a single artist. A lot of people don't know that about Tito. Tito opened the door for a lot of multi-millionaire musicians today. Mark Anthony, I knew when he was a scroungy little skinny kid trying to get a, a gig in the clubs in New York City until Ralph Mikado gave him a break. You know, so uh, La India, she came to me one day crying. She wanted to record with Tito, and I'd tell her, why are you telling me? Tell him. you know." And she and she told him, and uh, she recorded a nice Latin jazz album with him. So Tito was very instrumental in a lot of people. Celia Cruz, my godfather, God rest his soul, he's from Cuba, and he knew Celia singing in the streets of Havana as a young girl and that powerful voice that she had. That everybody would wake up on a Sunday morning, or Saturday morning, listening to Celia Cruz. And uh, so as the years went, uh, you know, my godfather came to the States, and he was Tito Puente's godfather also, and uh, that's how we got to be brothers, in, 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 you know, through our godfather. He's the one that told Tito, go get Celia and bring her to the United States. And so on the, on the pretest and the visa for you know, to play with Tito, because they loved him in Cuba, she came to the United States, and she never went back. She had to leave her mom, her sister, her family, but that's the story of Celia and when she sings her first album, she gives tribute to Tito and she sings and says that if it wasn't for Tito, I wouldn't I wouldn't be here right now singing. So and Celia was a very dear sister to me also. I loved her very much and her husband, Pedro Knight, God rest both their souls. And that's the story with Tito and Celia. very 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 very, very, very
2: enlightening, you know, because only someone that that it was close to, to to these great, God-given, amazing, talented human beings, and spiritual beings as well. Um, and, and you having had a close relationship and knowing, um, you know, by, by way, like you said, you know, you were brothers. And uh, it, it is an honor, Hollywood, it is an honor for us, to uh, be with you tonight, and to share some of the things that you're interested in in, in doing, uh, you know, in, in the name of people. Well, I'll be honest with
3: you, too, Eddie. If it, if okay. it wasn't for you, I, you know, I'm very, I'm a very personal person. I'm, you know, I I tell everybody I'm 23, but I'm going to be 73 because 23 is my favorite number. <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, but if but if it wasn't for you, Eddie, I'll be honest with you. I I w- I won't be doing this. I, at the end of the day, you know, when I first met you, I didn't know who you were. And anybody near my brother, I would I would I, ha- I would I would check them out. I wasn't his bodyguard or security. Even though I had my own bodyguard service for 25 years in New York, I had three clubs in New York, Latin jazz clubs in New York throughout the years. But when I first saw you, Eddie, I want to be honest with you, and you know it. I've told you this time and time. You know, I asked Tito right in front of you, who's this guy? (laughs) You know, because Tito didn't have too many people around him, I mean, within his space and his personal uh, circle, like, you know, and he just looked at me and said, "Eh, he's with me. That's all he had to say. And from that moment on, I had a, 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 a great deal of respect for you, Eddie, because it wasn't easy handling all of Tito's work and whatever all you had to do, and you did it with a lot of grace. You did it very professionally. You never created waves. You wasn't out there trying to get the limelight like a lot of people try to do or for uh, artists that want to see if they can become artists themselves. And you never did that. I never sensed that one ounce of ego uh, that never mind Tito, what about me type of thing like a lot of people do in this business. And I know what I'm talking about. So I have to say, Eddie, for the moment I met you to this day, I've had a great deal of respect for you and admiration and I love you, my brother. And I thank you for being a brother to my brother the way you were. Okay, I have to say that for the record.
2: Hey, Amen. Thank you so much, uh, Frankie. I I, I uh, I'm I'm touched by by those words and
3: um wow. I, <laughs> I, I just say I love And and, and I'll and, say and I'll say this, Eddie. I'll tell you even it was Tito's hundredth birthday, uh, uh, uh on the twentieth of April. And uh, I know a lot of people, you know, because, you know, I've been around. I, you know, I've had my own bodyguard service. Like I said, it was called Star Security. A lot of, you know, uh, celebrities and diamond couriers and, uh, you know, uh, you'll forget about it. But at the end of the day, the only one that gave me a shout-out out of all the people that I know that have my member or whatever was you, Eddie. You was the only one. And the way you did it, and, and I feel that in Tito, Tito's spirit, channel through you through me because i'm spiritual tito was my spiritual brother you see what i'm saying and 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 and, and a lot of people don't know that you know tito he, he didn't have that one ounce of ego you know he would put a six seven year old kid and stand him on a on a chair to play timbales and with an audience of hundreds of people and thousands of people he didn't care if somebody tell me hey, there's a kid that likes him bring him in put it and he would put him on this that's how tito was you know and, uh, and and with that same feeling, he, he he got angry one day. I was with him personally, and, and, and you know, he, he never cursed. Tito never cursed, but uh, if he had to curse, his favorite word was she. He would say that. Everybody <laughs> that knows Tito knows that. And one day, Tito out of the blue, I don't know where it just came out of the blue, and he said, she, I'm going to get a Latin Grammy for my people. And he meant all the Latin people, not only the Puerto Ricans. Because wherever he went in Europe and China and Russia, he always brought the Puerto Rican flag with him. He was proud to be a Puerto Rican New Yorker, okay? And when he did that Grammy thing, I was with him. And it took him nine months with the help of Michael Green, that was the president of the American Grammy Awards at that time. I took pictures to prove that because you could tell people things, and people actually don't believe it, you see? Because that's how people are. They're very skeptical about things. But Tito did that, and the, and the year after that, it was the first Latin Grammy, and I got to see that show, okay? But at the end of the day, after that, they never mentioned Tito, you know? And so, I, you know, I would love to start a petition, bro. I've been trying to do this for most, like 22 years already, you know? And as long as there's a beat in my heart and there's breath in my lungs, I will keep going until, until the Lord says enough is enough, or you got it, kids to get a Tito Puente Lifetime Achievement Latin Grammy Award named after him. They have the Lifetime Achievement Award, but why don't you just name it after the guy that made that possible, made the Grammys possible for all Latin performers, Puerto Ricans, Jamaican, Panamanian, Colombian, Ecuador, Mexico, every Latin, now the Latin Grammys is bigger than the American Grammy Awards. Because the Latinos took that and, and made it their own. And Tito was the one that wanted to do that. And a lot of people don't know this. So I, I say this because his spirit is channeling through me. He was my religious brother. He was my big brother. He was shorter than me, but he was always my big brother. And I had a, a respect for this man. And so this day, I live with him every day. There's pictures of him all over my house. I mean, I I hear his music constantly in my house. When my TV is on, whatever I'm doing, Tito's music is constantly playing in my house. And a lot of people don't know that. Not only Timbales, he was uh, the consummate vibe player. He loved playing the vibes. Lionel Hampton, which I met, he loved Lionel Hampton. And, uh, and, you know, and Kyle Jader, you know, and all these uh, performers that would play the vibes. And Tito, just as good as he was with those Timbales, He was good with the vibes. Every tune, every song that you hear, Tito wrote that, whether it be instrumental, the piano, the percussion, everything you hear, and every Tito Puente song, he wrote it. He arranged it. He did that. That's why he was in the Guinness Book of Records for most recorded albums by one single artist, and at that time, I believe it was 138 albums, okay? Okay. So a lot of people don't know, but Tito wasn't the guy that was was braggadocious. He wasn't that. He was at, he was a funny guy. He would make me laugh that my face would hurt. You know, we would hang out mm-hmm. with Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby loved Tito Ponte. You know, wherever Tito was in New York, Tito and he would let him play with his band, the Bongos, and you know, or whatever Tito, whatever Bill Cosby wanted to do. You know, and he was funny and uh, dizzy Gillespie. You know, I got pictures with all of them because, you know, Tito, the, when Tito told Dizzy, this is my brother, Dito, the Dizzy Gillespie threw everybody out of, out of that dressing room except the photographer. You know, and we spent, I got to, to speak with Dizzy, and we, came, we became friends throughout the years and all that. But uh, Tito touched the, the Jewish community, the Italian community, the, the, the Muslim community, everybody that had an ear and loved the sound of music. Tito got to their heart and their soul. And he never, ever liked the word salsa. He used to tell people, salsa means sauce. I don't play sauce, you know. <laughs> 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 so, so a lot of people don't know that Tito was a very, very funny guy. On an airplane, he made me laugh uh, that the stewardess had to come up and say, sir, you cannot laugh this loud on the plane. And, uh, and I, okay, and as soon as she walked away, Keto came up. My face was hurting from from Mm -hmm. Kennedy Airport to Los Angeles, LA Airport. I was laughing nonstop. Nobody ever did that to me. So uh, not only was he a talented musician, a beautiful human being, but he was one of the funniest people you ever, only with his personal circle. You know, people didn't know his humor because he he was a, a consummate professional, a musician, and he carried himself well, and he carried his culture well throughout the world. Now, Mark Anthony, all these other, Ricky Martin, Jennifer Lowe, they're all multimillionaires because not for nothing, because my brother paved the way for them to be more. He didn't die a multimillionaire, but the legacy he has, they could never achieve, no matter how much money they have. And that's a true story, Beverly, true story. Yeah, yeah. So when you was traveling
2: <laughs> uh, that's, with... That Beverly... Um, uh, there, there's some something really special, like I said about about the next set, and uh, we want um, maybe Frankie to reflect on that too during that time. Uh, it's from the album by uh, Tito Puente called "Dance Mania." If uh, if anyone gets a chance, go to YouTube and just put put the word uh, "dance mania," and you will get well, Tito that- Puente.
3: Well mambo you know, man. Tito's thing with the with the dance mania, and he he had a couple of mambo mania, dance mania, yeah. But the thing with that mania thing is that he wanted to express, you know, every 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 instrument there is to play. I mean, he 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 emphasized that and it was a long i think this this cut you're talking about is like a long cut because a lot of you know, this cuts are like 6 minutes some some of them are 9 minutes some of them are 10 minutes you know i don't know how long is this cut that you're talking about but when that... on the other
2: side on the other side of the uh, of this set we want you to uh, talk about some of those days and how you got into latin music and obviously the music that you're going to hear now on this set, and a little bit more about your, your campaign to have the show on
3: okay, okay. A,
2: a Latino. It would be,
3: be my pleasure. And, I want, the, and, I want and, you to know, start a petition drive uh, for the and, Tito <laughs> that Lifetime Achievement Land Grammy and, Award. So uh, and, hear this set, I'd be more than happy to express my personal uh, uh, life with my brother Tito, which uh, I'm very, I carry this very close to my heart. And like I said in the beginning, if it wasn't for you, I won't be doing this. I'm doing this because you know where my heart is and you know how I feel about the Lifetime Achievement Award I won named after him. So, um uh whatever okay. it is you need for me and Beverly says I don't even know you but I you know, I you you know, the fact when I was waiting on hold and I said, Wow, this lady got some good taste in music and I'm pretty sure that you play other music. But when you play the Tito Fuente music, I mean I mean, I mean, a lot of people must be dancing in their homes because you can't sit down to that music.
1: Thanks to Eddie, Eddie Rodriguez.
3: Yes, Eddie Rodriguez. Uh, And I'll tell you something. uh, Yeah, you could be sitting in that. I used to sit with Symphony Six back in the day, one of the most famous DJs in New York City. Okay. And his show was one of the most popular shows in New York. If for Latin music, everybody would put their clocks to that. And, and all the homes, you know, because in those days, you know, we didn't have the cell phones and all that, you know. I mean, it was like an ancient time. <laughs> <laughs> so the Symphony <laughs> Sid show was, was the show. The Symphony Sid is what you're doing now. Symphony said did 40, 50 years ago, 60 years ago. So uh, well, let's I commend you, Beverly. I commend you, Beverly, and what you're doing.
1: Thank you. Appreciate you too. We're gonna to play some more. We're going into another set here. Will we come back? We'll finish this conversation. Yes, ma'am. We are celebrating the music of Tito Pintas, the king of Latin jazz and salsa music, with Eddie Rodriguez and Frankie Hollywood.
3: Wow. All I can say, Beverly, is wow, wow, wow. (laughs) I feel like you guys are playing my music in my house. I don't know. I must have a bug in this house because... That's the music I hear constantly, 24-7. <laughs> so, wow, wow. It brings back a lot of memories. And uh, 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 well, wow is the only thing I can say. Wow. I, I'm, I'm so impressed with your station, man. I hope your listeners uh, uh, are dancing to the music, enjoying it, because every beat that you guys heard, every sound, the percussion, the instruments, the horns, that Tito wrote that. Nobody else. That, that was who Tito Puente was. He didn't have nobody make arrangements for him or nothing. Santito Colón, he was in a class all his life. Uh, Tito couldn't tell him how to sing, you know, because Tito was, he sang coro, but he wasn't a, a lead singer. So it was nice to hear Santito Colón in those class. I don't know who picked that arrangement, but they did a good job, whoever did, because, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, talk about perfection and e- excellence. So I commend your station, and I hope that all your listeners are enjoying it, because at the end of the day, when the show is over, go get yourself some Tito of music, because the party could never end, if you have that in your house.
2: Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, go ahead, Beverly. No, go ahead, Eddie. Oh, no, I, I just wanted to get back into your mission um, to, to be able to create a park for uh, disabled children uh, In Puerto Rico With the okay, land that uh, you, uh, uh, Thank the you I so
3: much Yeah, I, <laughs> I have a, a 20 acre mountain in Puerto Rico Inherited by my great grandfather God rest his soul And it's a huge mountain I have like ti- nine huge caves In it and right now I'm in the courts in Puerto Rico To see if I can get total Title ownership to the mountain Because there's, there was 11 inheritors and the laws in Puerto Rico when it comes to inheriting property on the books is from the 1500s, you know, from the beginning of uh, the conquistadors when they came to the island or whatever. So, But at the end of the day, I'm almost there. I've been uh, dealing with this for nine years already. Once I have that, I want to, you know, my son passed away like seven, six years ago. Uh, uh, I buried him on the day before Father's Day, year he was 27 years old, died of juvenile diabetes. So I awesome. want to create a foundation in my son's name and make that park a park like a Disneyland for the handicapped and turn a frown into a smile and make it a gift that keeps on giving. Long after I'm leaving this planet, I'll make sure that I would have a board of directors to continue the legacy of what I want to do for for the handicapped, the elderly, the young, those that are dealing with chemotherapy, and you know, you know, I know a lot of people that that's a, that's a bad deal that uh, sometimes life gives people, and I just want to turn a frown into a smile. They know they don't have to pay for for the ride, water ride. Since I'm in Puerto Rico, I want it to be like a water park. They don't have to pay for the food. They don't have to pay for the refreshment. They don't have to pay for nothing. The adults that accompany them, they pay, and the money that they pay goes to the foundation and a gift to St. Jude's. I belong to the St. Jude's family. Everybody that used to come to my club, they used to donate money to the St. Jude's because I used to tell them, if you could spend a couple of dollars in this club, you could put some money in that envelope for St. Jude's. So I've been doing this for over 50 years, so it's nothing new. But now it has a different flavor to it. When you when you bury a son, when you bury a brother, Eddie, uh, like uh, Tito was my big brother, you know you know your life is never the same. But they live through your heart, through their memory, through the music. And I commend you, Beverly, for playing my brother's music like that. And I hope it, it it won't be the last time. I don't know how your format is. Maybe one week you play this music, one week you but if you could just throw one or two of Tito Puente songs throughout your formats, you know, it would be nice, you know, because right. I understand that every station has a different format for a different reason. But Tito music transcends. It's from Africa. All those songs you heard. You know, I remember when the disco era was here, you know, and Tito only yelled at me twice, you know, you know, because uh you know, and mm-hmm. I asked him one time. You know, Tito, why don't you make like a disco percussion album? <laughs> 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 and he yelled at me, really, literally yelled at me. You know, you know, because he, you know, even though he could have done it, because the disco is a lot of percussion. And I just figured, oh, hey, what the you know? Glory, gained everybody. It was a disco area. And he said, right. no, Mama, I, I, I'm not Tito Puente, the disco guy. I'm Tito Puente, Latin jazz, Mambo King guy. No, <laughs> you know, he, he didn't put down the disco music, but he was true to his roots. And he told me about the beat of the African drum. You see, that's why all of Tito's music is an African influence to it, even the mm-hmm. instruments. You know, if you could pay attention to it, you know, you can hear a trumpet, but that trumpet sometimes sounds like a drum the way the sounds that he makes they make. You know? So Keto when I told you, you know, like he used to he used to say to me, you know, the Indians, you know, they used to talk, they used to send smoke signals. And the Africans when they used to reach each other different tribes, they used to hit the drums and it was like morris Cole through the drums before morris Cole was popular the navy got morris Cole through the african beat of the drum really you know mm-hmm. so he was true to the roots of african culture and african music you know and and, and uh and uh, i i learned the lesson that day and i never asked him to play <laughs> until, you know because it was just a gesture but he got angry at me for it because you know he was true to his roots you know, true story, uh, Beverly. True story. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, hey. Go ahead. Uh, how do you again? Go. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, go, go through, I wanted to ask them. Have do we have a GoFundMe page or something? How How do you want the people to respond well, to help with okay. this park?
3: Well, what I would like, what I would like, Beverly, is, is, is I, you know, I, I tell my grandkids and I tell you know, I'm not Bill Gates. I'm not Sabe when it comes like to the internet and texting. I'm old mm-hmm. school. Don't text me, call me. Let me hear your voice. But if I could create somebody, create some kind of a petition drive for the people that are in control of the of the Grammys, the arts and sciences, you know, I know it's out of Las Vegas now. You know, I did my research. I'm just one person, you know. But if I can get a, a, a whole lot of people with a petition drive, I don't know how to create that. I don't know how to do that. I know that it exists, that that, that petition drive can go directly to the Grammy people. And they could know, you know, I know, Mike, I don't know if Michael Green is still alive. He was with me. You know, he helped Tito make this a And he was the president of the American Grammy Awards. So what I would ask... All your listeners, or whoever is influential in the music industry, to try to make a strong petition drive to get together and to create the Tito Puente Lifetime Achievement Latin Grammy Award. There is a Lifetime Achievement Award, but I would like my brother's name to it. You know, I don't watch the Grammys. Only one year after that one year, nobody mentions my brother. I never watch the Grammys because it upsets me that they don't know what they when they have that award in their hand they're thanking this person they're thanking that person and nobody thanks tito for making it a reality and maybe they don't know about it and maybe they do and they don't care but that's okay because god don't like ugly but if i can get a petition drive and and get the attention of the grammy people through a lot of make a some kind of a a petition driver through the internet or somebody that knows that some, uh, uh, some computer geek or I need a, a, somebody that knows that that can do that. Then it would happen because the people have a lot of voice and the people, because if they don't do it, I, I could just imagine the Latin community boycotting the Grammys and all they'll have is the executives in the audience and not the people.
2: Right. Well, we were- we want to thank you tonight. You know, uh, do, do you have a Facebook page or anything like that? You want people to to reach out to well, you? Well, my Facebook uh,
3: page is you know is, is Frank Perez at Facebook, but it's dedicated to Tito. You know, the only person okay. I put on that Facebook. Huh?
2: That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm sure you have a story
3: there as well, and all the things you're
2: you're doing right yeah, now John. and. Uh, this yeah, I, had an interview. I, came out,
3: I came out on the radio station here A friend of mine, uh, Latin Jazz, on, on Saturdays, and I, I recorded, you know, uh, live on the radio, and I recorded it stating and speaking to the people of Puerto Rico. You know that the people of Puerto Rico got rid of a governor in 12 days without shooting a bullet, without rioting or nothing, just protesting. You know, so I was speaking to the people of Puerto Rico. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm speaking to all the Latin communities, everybody that loves Tito, whether it's Latin, Italian, African-American, Filipinos, if everybody got together and heard this message and let them know that it was Tito that made the Latin Grammys a reality, man, and just to do the right thing, for God's sake. That's all I'm asking. I don't want no accolade. I mean, somebody wants to take the, the credit for it, by all means, I really don't care. As long as I know that it happens, that to me would give me self-gratification and the spirit of my brother that transcends to my heart through my soul would be satisfactory enough for me because I know that he would be proud of me because he was a humble man. And if he was alive today, he wouldn't even tell people he was responsible for the Lion Grammys because he would have the satisfaction and know that it was a success, and for him that would be enough. But, no, I don't want it like that. I want people to know that he was the one that made it possible. And for God's sake, they should give homage to that man. And all I ask if it happens that I'm allowed to give the first Lifetime Achievement Award to ten musicians that I know, that my personal friends, they might, Rivera, Selia Cruz, Charlie Palmieri, Eddie Palmieri, a lot of people that attend, just Santito's Colon family, and then they can vote uh, on whoever they want to give it after that. That's what I would add as a courtesy to me. You know, because there's people that I know that Tito loved very much for them to have be the first ones to get that Lifetime Achievement Award named after him. That's what I would ask. And on my website, I designed the Grammy. I made it out of crystal. That horn that you see that is crystal. The stand is made of marble. The letters are, are gold leaf letters. I don't want a regular Grammy. Uh, his Lifetime Achievement has to be a different Grammy. It has to, a crystal horn, uh, a granite stand, and gold leaf lettering inside uh, on it. You know, for whoever's gonna get it. That's it. and I have I designed it. I have pictures of it on my on my Facebook thing. And that that would be good because I I don't want them to give them a lifetime of, and it looks like every other Grammy because Tito wasn't every other musician. So his Grammy has to be special and has to have a special design. And I designed it. And it's a crystal horn made of platinum. It could be made of glass or crystal. I don't care. But it, it ain't gonna look like a regular Grammy award because it's not. You know, Cheeto wasn't a regular musician. You know, regular human being. He was sent to God on this planet a hundred years ago to make us happy through his music. Okay, and uh, and that's all I want. And uh, and uh, and I would I could die a happy person knowing that I did that for my brother.
2: Frankie, we want to thank you so much for being with us tonight. Uh, <clears throat> Beverly, you have a, another set coming up, but you know, uh, I hope we can bring uh, uh, Frankie back on an, on another occasion. Uh, you know, as we continue to honor the the and celebrate the centennial of the birth. It would be my pleasure, the- and I want
3: to extend an invitation to Beverly if ever she's in Puerto Rico to let me know and I would pick her up and give her a tour. I don't know if she's ever been to Puerto Rico, but I will give her a tour of the island and, 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 and she could, you know, be my personal guest. You know, because I, that's the least I can do for a person that, you know, is, is, is creating a little platform on behalf of my brother. You know, you know, and if I knew it, if I had your address, maybe, and, and I'll send you some flowers, because that's who I am, <laughs> to show my gratitude. My brother. Oh, okay?
1: appreciate you.
3: Yes, I'm going I'm
1: to look you up. I'm going to come that way. I love to come to Puerto okay, Rico. you got to
3: give me an and excuse. Listen, and, this is something that I don't need repeating. I'm a man of my word. I grew up as a young man, and, and, and you know, I tell people when I, when I introduced myself to my acting class in Hollywood, Beverly, I don't know how much time we got, but I just want to say this, that I gave them my name, and I told them I, I was a high school dropout, but I possessed a master's degree in the University of the Ghetto, and everybody yeah. got up and gave me the floor because <laughs> I'm not going to pretend to be someone that I'm not. But what I am, I feel that I'm God's disciple. I'm a soldier of my Lord and Savior, Jesus. And everything I do is is in in righteousness. And now that when I lost my son, you know, he's like my little angel hovering over me. And I'm creating a foundation in his name. And if I do something in my mountain, I'm going to redo, because Tito Puente had a scholarship fund in Juilliard, you know, in New York City. And I would contribute to Juilliard in Tito's name also. That's what I would do. Because when you die, Beverly, you don't take it with you. I've never seen a U-Haul Trump in any funeral procession. Period.
1: That's right. we well, give, give out your uh, Facebook again. What is the
3: Facebook? Just Frank Perez, and then you—you got to tell if it's Beverly because I don't accept anybody in there because it's very personal. It's my brother, but Frank okay. Perez on Facebook, and just—and I'll accept you. Eddie knows; he'll tell you. He, you know, he'll give you the information if you need. Okay. okay?
1: Okay, okay. But, all uh, right.
3: It, it's dedicated but, to keto. The only one I put on my Facebook was my aunt that died 92 years old this month. And I put her, and I, you know, and, and to let people that I know that I had lost the patriarch of my family. and so. But other than that, I don't have family there. The only one I put so, is my aunt. I recently put her there. And that's so it. But the Taylor? rest is dedicated to Tito. You'll see pictures of me and Tito, Dizzy Gillespie, and, 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 and Rito Moreno was very crazy for my brother. There was a, that was like his little sister. So you'll see that too on my Facebook.
1: I want I want to you gave out for
3: the audience
1: to yeah. to contact you. If someone want to help you with the? Well, if, if anybody,
3: I, if anybody, I would love them to. Go through Mr. Eddie Rodriguez because okay. he knows okay. you know, my he knows what I'm about. And uh, he's okay. much more well-spoken than I because I'm very emotionally involved in this. And I, I don't want to stay and do the wrong thing. And I know okay. Eddie's more cool, calm, and collective. So they will reach Eddie Rodriguez. And if he feels that I need to be a part of it, he will get in touch with me. And I will be more than happy. But he will be my filter, Eddie.
1: Okay, great. Eddie, give out the information before we go.
2: Yeah, anyone can send me a message at uh, uh, Latin on LinkedIn. Latin, L-A-T-I-N, works, W-R-K-S, music, M-U-S-I-C, Eddie Rodriguez, uh, you know, uh, you can put down, uh, you'll see a photo of me at Tito Puente, um, I've had that for, for, for whatever, and you send me a message, I'll be happy to answer you and connect you with my good friend and uh my brother now, uh, uh, my my main man, Frankie Hollywood, and I love that line. And Beverly, David.
3: Beverly, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Beverly uh, Elias, I just <laughs> want to do Beverly. Beverly. I I never met you, Beverly, but I hear your voice, and I'm a, you know I had a bodyguard service for 25 years, and right. I know how to read people's mannerisms and voice, and right. I can hear by your voice that you're a righteous woman, and I want to send my blessings and my love to you and your family, Beverly. Okay.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. And it's a pleasure meeting thank you. you. Okay. Thank you.
3: Well, look, what? I love Isn't you, club Eddie, club? and thank so, you so much. You. And and, and you welcome. can call me anytime. It would be my pleasure to be a part of your show. And, and, and whatever I can uh, contribute in any way, shape, or form, you can count on me, Beverly. Like I said, I'm a man of my word. My word is my bond. You could be a millionaire with no word, but uh, you could be a poor man with your word and the doors open up because people believe in people that are righteous and are true to their word. And that's who I am, Beverly, okay?
1: All right, thank you. Okay, okay so Eddie. Eddie. I love you,
3: Eddie. I love you, Eddie. And thank you, Eddie. And God bless you and your beautiful mama, okay? And I hope to put some flowers to her on Mother's Day, remember, because I'm crazy about yeah. the elderly, and uh, I saw pictures of her, and she's a beautiful lady. Thank God no, thank she you. don't look like yeah, you. Blessed. Thank God she don't look like you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, we want to say, I'm only kidding we want to I'm say, only thank
3: kidding
2: thank you. Eddie. I know I know Frankie We want to say thank you Frankie For being with us tonight uh, Beverly yeah. thank you for having Frankie uh, Express his experience And some of the wonderful things he wants to do Thinking of Obviously always His, his brother The late great king Of Latin music yes. Pinto Amen Puente. Rest in Amen. peace Beverly, I think you're going to close the show now with some more music. Uh, so uh, good night to the audience and uh, better love. And uh, we'll see you next Thursday right here on live
3: Hot be listening Definitely. I'm going to be listening until this goes off the air. I'm not saying until I know that she's not on because I'm not hanging it up because the conversation's over because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Beverly's now. So it's going to stay on. <laughs> Uh, until uh, they say no more music and that then I'll turn it off, but it's gonna stay on. Okay?
1: All right. Thank
3: Better love everyone. Better love. Better
1: love. I'm
4: I'm again. Go am